There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand, understand, except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom, watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn, gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Kuntas. <laughs> I cannot hear me. Oh no. I think I'm on this show. <laughs> Have I been rejected? <laughs> what up everybody? It's me Leah and it's me Bethany. And we're back with another episode of Paranormal Putas Personal Stories. Ow. And we're very excited. Hell yeah, we are super, super stoked. Why are we super stoked? Because today we are talking to Leslie and Jazz of Purgatory Candle Co. Can I just say, like, this was a fangirl moment for me. Like, I've been obsessed with Purgatory Candle Co. since, like, they've hit the Instagram scene and, like, I saw their brutal horror candles. So the fact that we were able to talk with these uh, badass ladies was just really cool. And they had some really cool stories. And we can't wait for y'all to hear that. Hell yeah, man. Let's do it to it. Enjoy. All right. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are super excited uh, today to be joined by two amazing, badass, awesome ladies. We have Leslie and Jasmine, a purgatory candle in the house. Um, hi, I'm Leslie. I'm uh, one of the founders of Purgatory Candle Co. Woo-hoo. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm the other uh, founder of Purgatory Candle Co. Hey, hey. Very, very excited to have you ladies. Again, we admire so much of your work, really all of your work. We think it's really very, very cool to see two women out there just moving and shaking and in like a horror realm, right? Like you guys focus in on spooky horror and that is what we are all about. So instant connection when I found your page and I was just like, ah, we got to love them. So we love (laughs) y'all and we're very excited to have y'all. And, uh, and I think we have a mutual friend in Mata too, right? Like, uh, I was like, Mata just knows so many amazing people. <laughs> and she was like, get with Leslie, a purgatory kid. I was like, oh my God, like that's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I grew up with Mata in El Paso. So I'm, I'm from Texas, uh, but I live in Los Angeles now. Very cool. Yes. The Hana power. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> so What's your deal with the paranormal? What, did you have any paranormal experiences uh, growing up to kind of trigger this interest? Um, I mean, growing up, definitely. Uh, you know, I would always kind of like see things from a younger age. Um, you know, I remember like my aunts and like my family telling me that like when I was younger that 
you know, I would kind of like talk to them about things that weren't there and freak them out a little bit. Um, as I've gotten older, I think I've kind of grown out of it a little bit. Um, but when I was younger, I definitely remember um, kind of, you know, being a little more in tuned with things, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I've always just kind of been interested in I don't know, anything like horror related and whatnot. So that's where my interests um, peaked from. Um, I don't know if Jazz wants to speak to hers. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I think I, it's the same for me. Like I've always kind of, ever since I was a kid, the same like kind of felt and saw things that people didn't really see that was there. And um. And yeah, as I got older, it's kind of got, I've gotten like learned to get less in tune with it and be able to block a lot of it out. Um, Cause it was, it was kind of difficult growing up, you know, being able to like see and feel things differently. Um, but yeah, and that also is kind of where it piqued my interest as well. And like more of like, you know, horror spooky and like occult stuff and like, um, like and yeah like as a teenager I like read a lot of like occult and like um you know witchy craft stuff books (laughs) so lucky my mom was very supportive and was like yeah I'll buy you this book (laughs) I have a question about these books Uh, (laughs) any of them that like uh I don't know kind of stuck with you or that I don't know that you still keep around no, actually, you know, surprisingly, I didn't like keep any of them. Like there was, I think one point in my life where I was like, I need to get rid of this stuff. It's kind of like gotten to be too much. Um, but it, as an adult, like I've started kind of revisiting a lot of those same, like just any kind of books. Like I think, I think like one book I got when I was younger was like one of Aleister Crowley's, um, books and I was just like (laughs) I don't think I should be reading this and I don't think my mom knew what she was buying me um but yeah I like (laughs) as as I got older I've kind of been like okay maybe I'll like revisit some of these things now that like I feel like I can like deal with those kind of like things a little bit better um and I've just kind of recently just been kind of reading more books on like brujeria in general like I think I just got this one that was like about like Mexican-American brujeria um so yeah I like that because I think too you kind of mentioned like getting getting to a place where maybe you can kind of be a little more aware of these things or control these things um and I kind of agree with that I think kind of the older I get anyway I noticed that Oh, okay, I'm aware of these things. I'm I'm open to it, but I now know how to kind of protect myself from it a little bit better, right? With that additional education, and uh, and I think it's cool because it's also so cultural cultural driven. I feel like if I ignore it, then I'm ignoring like my ancestors and like and like what we're really kind of in tune to. So I think it's cool that you're getting back to a space where maybe you can accept accept it little by little, right? So that's cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, you know, because um, I just found out a lot of, like, things recently, too, like, like my family has, like, a long line of, like, curanderas and stuff, so then that's why I'm like, okay, like, I'm gonna, like, start slowly getting back into it now that I can feel like I can explore those options and, like, in a safe space, you know? 
mm-hmm. kind of connecting those dots, you know, mm-hmm. of like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of, uh, I guess, in, it, it's interesting, the books that you mentioned, like when you were younger, you had Aleister Crowley, and now that you're older, you're reading more on Brujeria. Just out of curiosity, uh, when you were younger, did you have more books that were kind of more like, I guess, like Celtic or European focused kind of magic because that's something I experienced when I was little it was like white people magic it was Wicca it was the Celtic stuff that's what I had access to and I never it didn't click the way I felt it should but then when I found like the Mexican magic the native magic then it was like oh okay there it is (laughs) um yeah definitely I think I had more access to like definitely like the Celtic more like tarot European kind of books that you would get like like at Barnes and Nobles and stuff um and yeah it definitely I definitely felt the same like it wasn't the same kind like there was definitely something I just didn't know what was missing because it wasn't clicking in like that in the way that it should have but yeah definitely like reading more about like the native and mexican american and brujeria has definitely been like this is where i think the disconnect was for me growing up for sure I just think that's so interesting and it just goes even deeper into why like, you know, we all say, you know, representation matters and stuff and it does because of things like this, because, you know, every culture has its form of magic and spirituality and the fact that most of us are first brought into the European side, you know, uh, it's, it's just interesting to me that, and, and it's great that we eventually find our way, but it's, it, it, we should have access to it earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, So have either of you had any like uh, major profound experiences with paranormal or something that like really stuck with you? Um, I think a few. (laughs) Um, I don't know. There's kind of been, I think for me at least, um, the first time I went to New Orleans and I had never been before, <laughs> um, you know, I kind of have always like been really fascinated with the city and, you know, growing up being like, oh, it's like one of the most haunted places like in the United States and kind of being like really into that and always wanting to visit. And, um, I finally had the opportunity to visit in 2019 Um, But I didn't think that it would really be, like, that haunted. Like, I thought it was just, you know, like, uh, kind of like a thing to get tourists to go and, like, visit. And then once I was there, I was like... Oh, okay. <laughs> I I see. I get it. It really is like what everyone says that it is. Um, because I had multiple things happening to me while I was there. Um, <clears throat> but something in particular that really kind of stuck out to me was I went to the Bloody Mary, like, haunted museum or whatever. So I went there kind of not really knowing what it was, right? I just kind of, when I was in New Orleans, I really wanted to be like, okay, ghost tour, ghost tour, like, ghost tour. Like, I just kind of really wanted to do anything and everything, like, spooky that I could while I was there. Um, so I was like, cool, like, let's let's go uh, to this place and... Uh, So we went to visit and 
they offered like this it was like a ghost tour slash paranormal investigation so they did a walking tour of the French Quarter and then in the evening um, once the tour wrapped up we went back into the museum to conduct an investigation there so they gave us you know like dowsing rods and like EMF and a bunch of like equipment to basically kind of like have free reign to do whatever <clears throat> and it was really interesting because it it was just me and my partner at the time and then another couple that was there. So it was a very small group. It was just four people on the tour and the tour guide. And um, so we went up to the apartment portion of the museum, which, again, like, I had no idea what this place was, like, the story here. Um <clears throat> so we were there and immediately I just kind of started feeling like something was off, like not knowing what it was, but just feeling like really ugly, um, just kind of like a deep sense of sadness um, in one area of the apartment. Um, and it was interesting because like the other areas felt very like neutral to me um but when I was there was like a kitchen connected with a bathroom and as soon as like I stepped like foot in that area there was a stove and a fridge that immediately I was like I don't like this like I, it's weird that I'm feeling a certain way about appliances but I don't like these appliances and um going into the bathroom in that area I was just like I can't I can't be here. So it was really interesting because like the more I was in that area, the more I started to kind of feel affected and I ended up like crying it, uh, during this tour. I was just like uncontrollably crying. This other couple is like staring at me like what's happening? Why is this girl crying? And my partner at the time was like freaking out um, because he had never kind of seen me like this. And it was really interesting because, like, the second that I started crying, like, it came and went, like, just as fast as it, it was, like, like un it went from, like, uncontrollably crying to, like, I felt fine. And it was really interesting because I'd never kind of experienced anything like that, like, on an emotional level before. Like, I had definitely, like have seen things in my past, but I've never had anything kind of like emotionally hit me like that. And um, so come to find out later, uh, we go back downstairs uh, with the tour guide and with the other couple. And she tells us about what happened up there because at that point, none of us had any idea about like what was going on. And um, I don't know if you are familiar with the Zach and Addie story for New Orleans, if any of you are familiar with that um, story. So basically, uh, at that top floor apartment, there was a couple, Zach and Addie, um, and I don't want to like go into full detail of the story, but he ended up... Um, basically murdering his girlfriend, dismembering her in the bathtub, uh, storing her, like, I know this is really gruesome, storing her body parts in the fridge, and then, like, 
basically cooking her down onto the stove and the oven. So like that really freaked me out because like going in and having no idea as to like why, you know, a fridge and a stove were like affecting me so deeply and like a restroom, like it, it kind of really like, it really hit me. And after that, I was kind of, I was having nightmares for a while. Like when I was back in LA, like I was seeing things a lot more. I didn't want to be home, you know? Um, so that, that was like really intense for a while. Um, so it's interesting. I, I love new Orleans and I definitely want to go back, but like having an experience like that just really, uh, reminded me that I need to like protect myself before, you know, entering like environments like that, instead of just kind of going and thinking like, yeah, this is, you know, tourism thing, you know? What, um, did you do anything to like uh, get rid of the, the spirits or anything, or did you just kind of wait it out? Like these weird things that were happening? Oh, well, I talked to Mata (laughs) and I was like, Mata, I need your help. (laughs) So Mata definitely gave me, you know, some advice on things to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it was interesting because I felt like no matter what I was doing, um, nothing was kind of getting better. Like I tried doing so many cleanses and, you know, so many different things and it would feel fine for like a day or two. And then it would like come back. Like it was to the point where I would feel things were like crawling into bed with me. And like, I would see like shadows in the hallway. Like it was, it was really intense. Um, but it finally kind of went away when, um, my partner, I guess, just kind of got fed up and he was like really demanding about like whatever is happening, like it needs to stop. And he was like someone that like didn't really believe in all of that. So it was interesting to kind of see him in that space where he was genuinely like affected by it. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it ended up going away. As soon as he was kind of like um, assertive about it, it um, it stopped. That story put like a little pit in my stomach. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! <laughs> so that's a, that's an insane attachment, um, really, and uh, and I'm glad it's not happening anymore. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's wild. I also think it's great that you called Mata because the first time that we met Mata, she comes in to my house at the time and she was like. I knew it. And I was like, what? And she was like, something's attached to you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that girl's just so in tune. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have that phone a friend um, available. Yeah. <laughs> Mata proceeded to um, douse me and Leah in Florida water. So. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate it. We appreciate it. (laughs) But you did mention that now you're more aware and realize you kind of have to protect yourself. Do you have any rituals or anything like that you do before you go into a space where you might be vulnerable? Um, Yeah. I mean, there, there are a couple of different things that I do, like, even if it's not necessarily like to go into a space where I feel 
vulnerable, like if it's a day where I'm feeling extra anxious or something, you know, it's just, um, I've kind of have different things that I do that I feel appropriate for different, um, times, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Do you think that you, there's anything that influenced you into believing that these paranormal things that were happening to you were actually real because some people write them off, you know? So do you think, I don't know, like what influenced you or or made you realize or decide these things were actually happening? Um, I think, you know, like, like I had mentioned earlier when I was younger, like I would see things, um, and I would get validation from like my mom or my dad that what I was seeing was actually like something that they were aware of that, you know, I wouldn't, I would have no idea about. So, um, it's just kind of like, I guess I had validation from that end. Um, and just kind of like noticing coincidences amongst like other people, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, And that brings me to this idea of, like, what do you think the paranormal is? Or, like, what is it to you? How would you, like, define it to someone else? It's interesting because I feel like it's different for everyone, right? Like, how I feel things would definitely be different from, like, how jazz feels something, you know? Um, Because I think everyone kind of, like, I, I, I feel like everyone is in tune to things if they want to be it just it matters how like receptive they are and I feel like everyone can kind of like channel that if they really wanted to um but everyone's different so for me um I'm more of like I hear more things, if that makes sense, versus, like, visually seeing things. Um, Or if I do see things, it's through, like, peripheral a lot. So I'm kind of like, wait, did I just, did I just see that, like, kind of thing? And we've had some stuff, like, in our, in our studio that has kind of, like, happened like that, that um, I brought up to Jazz and I'm like, hey, uh, have you? by any chance like kind of seen this or that and she'll be like yep or nope or you know and we'll talk to our studio manager as well and she'll just kind of be like yeah I saw that too or you know so it's interesting because it's um we're in this space a lot and um it is like a a very old building a very like haunted building so there's definitely things that you know we've all kind of seen here um but I guess I guess my long answer to your question is that it, it's different for everyone, you know. Which makes me curious now about uh, Jasmine. How? What do you think? Um, I think for me, like the way I guess I can describe paranormal to people would be kind of just like um, it's more, at least in my what I think, it's more of like energy based. I don't necessarily think that. It's something that, like, you see, it's a feeling. Um, And it's like, you know, and it really is like, I know it's kind of cliche, but it really is kind of like, you know, in the movies where you walk into a room and you just kind of feel like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. I think, like, that is very much a real thing, like, especially, like, when you walk into these old buildings, like Leslie is saying, in, like, our studio, like, 
the studio space is definitely somewhere where like you need to like before you enter kind of stop and like do what you need to do to protect your energy in that space because it is very heavily haunted um but yeah i think that like at least for me it's more energy and it's the same with like people like when you meet people and you like feel their energies and you're like okay I like you, I don't like you. And it's not necessarily something that you're doing, but it could be something that's attached to you or like some like thing that you're carrying with you, you know, that you gotta like let go. So I definitely, for me, I think it's more, for to explain it, it's like more just that feeling that you get, which is why for me growing up, it was a little more intense. <laughs> um, and why like, I'm like, I'll keep those things to myself. <laughs> Oh, that's definitely understandable. I, I, I align with that theory, uh, very much. Cause I think, um, well, I know for a fact, like I'll get those feelings, right. And like you said, it's like that I can't be in that social circle or I can't be there. Or I can't do certain things because I know that it's not, it's not serving me in some way. And I feel it. And like my body's like reacting to it and I get like that cringy feeling. It's like, ugh, but it's just really kind of listening to your gut, right? Like following that intuition and really being tapped into it. Um, and it's extremely powerful. And I think to like bringing it back to kind of culture and what we're getting into now or how we're learning how to better protect ourselves. I think it's just making our body more aware of that. Right. So the more open, that we are to that stuff. I think it definitely, um, it shifts and you feel it all over. Like sometimes I'll be like, <laughs> and then I, and then I know like it happens from me too. Like, uh, like with that example with Mata, like as soon as she felt me, she was like, nah, let's, let's, fix this. <laughs> like, like, let's work on this. There's a, there's a problem here. So I'm like, Oh, please help me. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm very aware of, of how I'm protecting my energy and even leaving certain buildings. I'll just be like, Nope, whatever you are, like, get off of me. You, you stay here and I'll physically like rub my body and like, uh, uh. <laughs> like, no, um, you gotta shake that shit off. So I, I like that theory, um, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And then like a thing that like someone told me too recently, like um, the best way to like cleanse these kinds of energies off of you at the end of the day is just in the shower and like do the whole like while you're like washing yourself, like like putting it out there that you're cleansing all of this stuff off of you. Uh, that definitely goes in line with things I've said on here a few times and in other interviews is like. Uh, I think, you know, spirituality is just another science, right? And energy can't be created or destroyed. So it's just, yeah, it, it's all, you can't have spirituality without science or the other, like you can't have one without the other. Um, and, I, and I think that kind of goes in with that theory a little bit, you know? So um, y'all have talked a little bit about the studio being kind of haunted. Uh, <laughs> any stories you can share from, uh, you know, the space? Uh, yeah, so the studio, I think, was built, I believe, in the 1900s it's, or something, right, Liz? Yeah, and so there's quite a few stories that we've heard from, like, the maintenance people. Um, like, there's, uh, I guess it's happened twice, because we only knew about the one time, but I re we recently found out it happened in recent years, um, where a maintenance worker fell from the... Um, 
the like service not the service the service elevator like they were cleaning or something and the, it just kind of the freight elevator sorry and it kind of like moved and they fell off and that freight elevator is kind of scary when you go in it it doesn't have like a gate to guard you from like when it's moving so you kind of do have to stand kind of back um but yeah there's a story where this guy in the night it happened to some a maintenance worker in the 1930s and recently we found out it happened again like in 2016 um like the, the same thing where they they fell and then the elevator moved and they just kind of got injured like because there was there's not that barrier to protect you from like the moving wall and stuff um and we've also heard that there's like a ghost of a little girl that's in the stairwell as well um which coincidentally there was one time that like which that one i for like for sure i'm like i know that that's true because there was one time where the power went out in the building and at the time we were on the eighth floor and i was like okay well i'm gonna go get these packages like there's no power but we can use the stairs right and so i was like i'm gonna get the packages so i can take them to the post office and as soon as i got up the first flight of stairs i was like nope not doing this and like I immediately ran back down the stairs and I was like I texted Leslie I was like yeah I'm not going upstairs sorry we're gonna have to deliver those packages when uh when the power's back and the elevator's working (laughs) so I was like yeah definitely not and I know that like Leslie has had some things too that she's seen like on different floors that we've been as well yeah, it's it's interesting because it's it's kind of I think gotten to a point where it's like a joke between us. Like we've we've been working and we've had like tables shake and stuff, and you know me and Jazz will just be like, "Come on, like if you're not gonna help, like you know don't do anything." Like it's kind of gotten to that point where we're just like, you know, we're we're aware, you know, like um, but when we were on the third the second floor we've we've uh moved uh multiple units within the same building um so we were on the second floor and when you get out of the elevator there are these chairs just kind of like these lounge chairs that are right in front of the elevator um and one time, um, I don't know, I was, I was there by myself, like doing, um, something to prepare for like a wholesale order or something. And, um, as I was walking to the restroom, I saw a man sitting in one of the chairs, which I thought was weird because I was like, Oh, like I've never seen anyone like sitting there before That's strange. So I turned around to kind of, you know, be like, like wave and or just like say hello and then when I turned no one was there and I was like oh that's weird I I just must be seeing things because you know it's late and I've been here all day like you know I'm just I'm I'm losing it so um I got out of the restroom went back to work or whatever and then when I was walking back um to the elevator to leave the studio I was on my phone and again, through my peripheral, I saw someone sitting in the chair. So I was like, okay, maybe someone was sitting there. And like, I just, you know, so I looked up to be like, oh, hello, good night or whatever. And, um, no one was there. So the next day I'd asked jazz about it. I was like, Hey, like, have you seen, um, 
you know, someone in this chair? And she's like, no, I haven't, but you should ask Brenda. Um, Brenda's our studio manager. So she's at the studio quite a bit and oftentimes by herself as well. So I, um, the next time I saw Brenda, um, I was like, Hey, out of curiosity, like, can I ask you something? And she's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, Oh, so the chair in the hallway. And she just stops me and she goes, the man. And I was like, yep. Like, that's all, that's all I needed to know. There's, mm -hmm." she's like, yeah, he's there. I was like, okay, cool. You've seen him too. (laughs) So it's like things like that, that just kind of like happen, um, you know, in, We've had thermometers kind of like fly off of, um, you know, our pots while we're preparing wax, um, you know, just kind of had things like fall off shelves that were in a pretty like stable kind of place, you know, where it shouldn't have fallen off kind of thing. So just little things like that, um, that have kind of like happened over the course that we've been in this building. And then just to add to what Leslie is saying, like, and we've been on multiple floors, so it also varies by floor. Um, Like, the first time we were on the fifth, when we first moved in, we were on the fifth floor, and we would hear footsteps, like people walking around, and you would hear them coming to our door, but you wouldn't see anybody pass by. And then when someone would pass, you would see someone pass by, but you wouldn't hear footsteps. And it's like, so where are these footsteps coming from? Because when like, at like, like people that are in the building walk by our studio, you don't hear them walking, but you can hear people walking and you don't see them. So that was, that was like the first time we were kind of like, okay, for, this is really haunted. And then when we moved on to the eighth floor, um, it was, the, that's when we had the more like paranormal stuff of like thermometers falling out of like things or like things falling off the shelf or like tables shaking or like you feel um, somebody like poking you. Um, and I also had like a friend who um, would like help us every once in a while. And he was like, we were both in the same room and like we locked the doors and it's a joke that we like locked the doors so the ghosts don't get in. Um, and so he saw somebody walk into our unit um, and then walk out and he's like, who, who was that? And I was like, who was who? And he's like, somebody walked in. Did you not see that person just walk in? And I was like, no, like, cause I wasn't looking in that direction. So I was like, no, I didn't see anybody come in. And he was, I was like, but the door is locked. And so, like, he was freaked out, and he never came back to help us. Um, <laughs> and uh, the same with the restroom on the eighth floor. We had, we've had a couple of friends who were like, I'm not using your restroom. Like, they've heard people come in and saw, like, people standing in the stalls, like, their feet. But then, like, there's nobody in the restroom with them. Um, and then, yeah, like, on the second floor, we've had, like, the man in the chair and then in the women's restroom as well, like, as soon as you walk into the women's restroom on the second floor, it was like you were expecting to see somebody standing there. Like as soon as you walked in, like as like you got to the door, you're like, someone's going to be standing there. Like you can just feel it. And there was oftentimes there was nobody there. Um, 
but yeah, like it again, it varies through floor. And we've like tried to go and like investigate all the other floors to be like, what else is here? Like what else can we feel? And um, so that's like we're like definitely know like this building is really, really haunted. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm curious, like with some of the figures or like the guy in the chair, did you see actual features or was it just kind of more of a shadow or like you saw the figure of a person or were you able to see like what he was wearing and what this individual looked like? Like are the apparitions that detailed or are they mostly kind of shadow figures throughout the building? Uh, um, well, since I saw him through my peripheral, he just kind of <clears throat> like whenever I see things, they just look like, um, like a person, right? Like I can't, it, I, I wouldn't say he was like a shadow figure, but he, he definitely just looked like a person sitting there, um, until I actually looked in that direction and there was nothing there, but I don't specifically remember like details of like clothing or anything, um, like that from, my end um but I remember um Brenda actually mentioning that she was able to see what he was wearing and she could even smell um like tobacco off of him so yeah have fun with that ladies (laughs) (laughs) Brenda's also a little bit more in tuned I think than we are as well so I feel like she can see she can actually see them a little bit more than we can yeah yeah and I mean obviously right you're still working there you've been there for a while so I mean even with all that going on I would and I'm making an assumption but do y'all feel threatened in any way like you're not scared of it or I would imagine you just accept the fact that it's there (laughs) yeah I think when we were on the eighth floor it was a little bit more scarier just because it was more like physical activity um so I think that in that space we were a little bit more like felt threatened but I think in like the other floors that we've been on it's just more like okay we know you're here and you're not messing with us so we're good kind of like a vibe yeah yeah I'm sure. Does it uh, does it help with what you do? Like, do you like? Oh, this is inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Uh... Um, it, I guess yes and no. I think um, I think it definitely like puts us in the headspace of like, okay, like what is like the thing that we're going to do next that we can take from this. Um, but then oftentimes it's like, well, not really. Cause it's like, we're not really like telling their story. You know, it's more like we're doing horror films or like cultural things and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. And, <laughs> and I think it's a, a really good segue really to kind of hear a little bit more about how y'all came together to make, purgatory candle company and and the drive behind it because again the the art the pieces everything about it is amazing and of course it's horror genre so you're really speaking to uh, a culture of people who love this stuff so just really interested in the story how y'all came together how it got started and what's coming up me and leslie met i think was like back in like 2010 or something it's 2013 2013 um (laughs) she was on tour with like her band and, um, and 
and she stayed with us at the time. Um, and then she moved. When she moved out here, we were like, I don't know. Do you want to tell them <laughs> your backstory? <laughs> you want me? Yeah. And stuff? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I moved out here in 2015. Um, and Jazz and I have always like remained friends, like even though I was living in Texas and she was out here. Um, so, you know, we were both really excited when I was like, I'm moving to LA and we can like actually hang out and like go to shows and stuff. And, um, so yeah, you know, we, we had always like been friends. Um, and it wasn't until maybe around like, I don't know, like what, 2019 that we were like, we should do something together. Like we should like, uh, like start a business, like, you know, we threw a bunch of different ideas. We're like, maybe we do like t-shirts, maybe we do this or that, you know? And we kind of ended up, you know, landing on candles. Cause I was like, I really like candles. Like, I think they're really cool. Like it'd be fun to learn how to make them and like kind of make them to something that like, we're both really interested in. And like, you know, we, um, we're friends. So obviously we have similar interests in like horror movies and music and things like that. Um, so the pandemic hit and, uh, you know, we found ourselves with a lot more time on our hands and jazz was like, all right, I'm gonna learn how to make candles. So, you know, she, um, spent countless hours in her apartment experimenting and, um, uh, coming up with, um, you know, different scents and, uh, just learning how to make candles. So it, it took us like a whole year to kind of do things and figure out things and recipes and whatnot before actually launching in 2021. Um, when we sold our first candles, um, and it, it, it was small. I mean, it was like, we were doing it in the kitchen. We were only making eight of each candle. Like, you know, it was just like, we were just like, yeah, our, our friends will get this and like our family and it'll be cool. And, um, here we are now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, we were like, okay, we're just going to make enough for like to sell on Etsy. Like we're not really expecting anything. If they sell, they sell. If they don't, they don't. Like at least we like know that we made something together. We put it out there and like, you know, cool. You know? Um, and then I think Leslie had posted like a TikTok video that went like viral and like overnight, all of a sudden it was like, everybody wanted to get one of these candles and we're just like, in our apartments, like we live in like small apartments in downtown LA. So it was like, um, luckily like Leslie during the pandemic moved into my building. So it was like all the shipping was in her apartment and all the making was in my apartment. And we were just like moving product up and upstairs and downstairs. And it just like exponentially grew faster than we anticipated. And then it was like, then we had to get a studio space to like, because it was no longer like, we no longer had space in our apartments to like keep up, you know, and definitely has been like wild to like see how much it's grown in such a small amount of time and like how receptive people have been to our products and like, you know, trying to like grow. There's definitely a lot of growing pains that we're like still dealing with and stuff. So it's, it's been interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, I really uh, uh, admire that. And I think it's really cool, too, because it's something that, like, like Leslie said, y'all are just y'all just like or y'all are just passionate about so oh hey i like candles let's make candles we both love horror movies let's let's incorporate that um and again the the pieces are just so nice i'm I'm kind of interested did y'all just kind of outline the movies y'all were going to start with or do y'all really kind of formulate far in advance how y'all are going to run things out because even like recently first off the new one that's coming out can we (laughs) (laughs) can you please tell uh everybody what's about to drop with purgatory candle co (laughs) Um, yeah so we're making a barbarian inspired candle um it's called be our baby it's a a like almond like a almond sweet uh vanilla scent <laughs> so we were like what does mother's milk smells smell like um <laughs> um but you know interestingly enough that candle idea actually came out as on a whim it wasn't something that we like actually had planned it was just kind of like should we make a barbarian candle unless it was just kind of like yeah why not and we're like okay cool and literally just made it that same day and we're like, cool, this is what we're going to, this is our next one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, we typically, typically we do try to like out, in the beginning we did it. In the beginning it was just kind of like, what do we want to make next? And just kind of made what we felt we wanted to make um, as our next candle. But as we've grown, we've tried to plan out like what we're going to make for the year in anticipation um, as to like what we think people are going to want. And, you know, the molds take time to make. So it's like we want to kind of like pre-plan all of that. Um, but for the barbarian candle, it was just kind of like, yeah, why not? <laughs> no, I had to bring it up because I think that's so great. And I saw the recent post with the response from everybody like, oh, my God. no, because <laughs> and, and I'll say this to the way like. Every detail of the packaging, the way y'all promote the product, it's just so curated. And I think it, it it comes across beautifully. So I think it's really cool to see that because, and again, it's really inspiring because even with what, what we're trying to do here with Paranormal Puthas, like it's just something that we were sitting around during the pandemic bullshitting watching ghost adventures and we think we're so funny so it's like let's record this stupid shit and see what happens and now we're in a place where we're getting to talk to you guys and i'm like this is great if we can just do this for the rest of our lives uh i think it would be ideal so it's really cool to see y'all kind of y'all are really trailblazing for for people to do really what they're passionate about so it's really cool to see that so thank y'all Oh, no. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, we definitely like, our intention is to like, you know, create a brand that is for like, for us, you know, like, we're so underrepresented in like the horror community that it's like, we definitely, it's something that we're, we're both like, you know, we want something for us, which is why we have like our what we call our like cultura candles, which would be like our horchata, like I mis hijos, calaverita. Like we we also want to like incorporate that kind of stuff into our line. Um, like all the folklores, you know, el cucuy, like chupacabra, like any of that stuff. So like it's also like we're also part of it, and it's not just horror. Yeah, yeah, 
No, I love that. That is really the biggest piece. And I was like, oh, and they're Latinas. Like, this is so good. Like, this is so badass. And something, and, and Bethany really speaks to it a lot better than I do. But she's like, even with like paranormal putas, like, we're taking it back because in the paranormal field, it's mostly male driven and it's mostly Caucasian men. And if it is women, they're thin and white and blonde hair, or, you know, like it's just not, it's not us. And our people are, our culture is just so in tune with spirituality and we have so many experiences and even listening to y'all stories past interviews, like there's so many parallels and what we've seen and what we experience and in my opinion, it definitely comes back to the culture and the fact that we're so underrepresented, uh, underrepresented, excuse me, in the field is really unfortunate. So again, I think it's so cool that we're out here trying to, trying to do that. And you guys are doing a great job. (laughs) I'm curious as to, um, why horror is one of your favorite genres. I think it's, or at least for me, it's, I don't know. I feel like unless it's a paranormal horror, like for me, I'm like, oh, it's it's funny. It's not like so much scary. It's like entertaining. Um, I think for me, what's more frightening is the like paranormal because I'm like, that could happen. Like you can be you can get possessed (laughs) like that's real. But like um, like a like a I don't know, like. I guess the thing that can happen to like a scream scenario could happen, but I don't know. I, to me, I just find it more entertaining, I guess, than like comedy or like romantic movies and stuff. Um, for me, I think I've just kind of always been drawn to anything like scary or creepy like I've always loved Halloween ever since I was a kid like it was my favorite holiday um you know going to the library I would always check out like ghost story books and I don't know maybe a part of it is like growing up as like a 90s kid too you know where there was like goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark and there were kind of it was kind of like this uh, resurgence of like there were a lot of um, creepy things I guess geared towards kids I think when we were younger and um, maybe that just kind of like stood with me and like latched on to me into my adulthood um, but I just yeah like a horror movie any day like I don't like it's funny it's sometimes um you know I'm like I have no idea what's going on with like um award-winning films or anything because I don't really watch them because I'm just like cool I'm gonna go watch like this horror movie that's coming out instead um but yeah I guess I've just always kind of been more drawn and it's not like it it's like feeling scared like you said jazz because like i don't really like really feel scared by them it's just it's more like um like entertaining like exciting i'm not sure it just it hits me different when i watch a horror movie versus like any other type of movie like i can feel myself um getting more like into it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and um or leah did you have something i'm sorry you look like you're gonna say something Oh, 
no, no. I was, uh, I think, really, too, just kind of finding them more entertaining. And it, it made me think of, like, even when I was younger, me and my best friend, when The Exorcist was re-released, and we were the individuals. Everybody's, like, screaming when she's crawling down backwards from the stairs, and everyone's freaking out. And me and my best friend are there eating nachos and laughing and having a great time. Like, this is like it was just it was always cool versus like scared or like like you said entertaining um versus anything else so i i agree with that <laughs> yeah um for me it puts me in my body more i do get scared I, I i love a good jump scare i feel anxious i get like my palms get sweaty and it's the only genre that can do that for me it puts me in my body it makes me aware of like how i'm feeling <laughs> it makes me feel things <laughs> it makes me feel feelings <laughs> But I was curious, um, as of lately, what are some of your favorite horror movies right now? Something we should check out. Like, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, it could be, like, more than one. Just, like, whatever, like, is your, some of your favorites right now. Um, I think something that, like, I really liked that I saw recently is um, we, we did a collab with... Um, this film Wasera and that was actually like a really good film like I really enjoyed it um it's another one where it's uh by a Mexican director and it deals with kind of it's like a body horror movie um without giving too much away you know kind of um you know deals with like pregnancy like she gets pregnant and like things kind of start happening to her when she's pregnant and um i i really enjoyed that um i think that was one of the most recent movies like recent horror films that i've seen new anyway that i've really liked i feel like i've kind of been re-watching a lot of things lately like i haven't really been seeing anything new but what have you been uh, watching uh, just kind of revisiting movies that, you know, I haven't seen in a while. Um, I don't know, like, like what's something that I recently rewatched? Um, hold up. <laughs> not, not if they hold up, but you know, it's like movies that maybe I watched as a teenager that I was like, oh, like I really liked. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. I feel like I've just been kind of like throwing on random stuff to like um I don't know just uh my shutter subscription you know <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> I can't really think right now I feel like I have to open my letterbox or something to be like oh yeah like I watched this um like I recently rewatched Hobo with the shotgun I don't know why because I was like oh maybe I'll like it more like now as an adult because the last time I saw it I was like you know younger and then I rewatched it and I was like why did I watch this you know so it's been it's been a lot of like garbage like that for me um lately um but I am looking forward to Evil Dead Rise which will be coming out um and then I'm interested to see what the new Scream will be like. So I have things that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, but I wouldn't say there's, other than Waseda, like, that anything has really, like, struck me as, like, a fave in the horror genre recently. I don't know. 
How about you, Jazz? Yeah, I think definitely Huesera was one of the more recent ones that we I definitely enjoyed, and it definitely is a movie for us. Like it was has you know it, it definitely is a representation of like our culture. So that was definitely fun to see. Um, and honestly, I think we just are rewatching movies that we're doing research on for like upcoming candles and candle ideas and stuff like that. Um, I think is mostly what I end up watching, but yeah, I think also like Leslie, I'm definitely looking forward to the evil dead rise. Um, and also Renfield. I know it's kind of goofy, but like who doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't want to see Nicholas Kate <laughs> <Kate> as Dracula? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like Nicolas Cage is Dracula. Like they should just <laughs> like there's there's no need to like look to cast that movie. It was casted already. No, that's gonna be a good one. <laughs> that is really, really awesome. Um and that's really funny too that you mentioned just kind of rewatching for work. Um kind of last question and then of course we'll turn it over because I know we're getting uh close to our time. But um do you find that watching horror now is more work versus fun now? Like, is it just like, oh, we got to watch these movies to see if we could, you know, kind of get something or, you know, because I know sometimes we're watching Ghost Adventures and it's like, oh, let's hang out and watch Ghost Adventures. Now it's like, oh, but we got to take notes. We got to really be like, pay attention. We got to really like, now it's kind of work related, right? So do you still find the same, I guess, balance there? <laughs> I think for me, yeah, it's still fun. I mean, we're we're creating stuff of like films that we we both really enjoy and loved as kids and like um, or like as an adult. So it's I definitely think it's not like or at least for me, it's not work. It's um, it's still just enjoyable, but it's just like now I get to like really pay attention, you know, to all the details. Yeah, I would say same. And if anything, it's um, maybe somewhat more enjoyable when it's for work because I find myself like texting jazz and being like, haha, what do you think about this for like a candle name? Or like, you know, it's just like we we just like bounce back like ideas off of each other. Like even though we're not necessarily watching the movie at the same time, it's like both fresh in our minds to where we are kind of remembering like, oh yeah, like this did just happen versus like, you know, trying to remember something that happened the last time we watched it. So, um, I don't know. We should watch them together. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why don't we just have like a movie night where we're like, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's eat some popcorn, watch it together and just like bounce back like ideas off each other. I guess it's, it's timing. It's, it's our schedule, (laughs) but, but yeah, but we should, that sounds like fun. (laughs) I mean, we've we've definitely talked about doing like themed movie nights and like have like themed snacks and like watching the movie so that we can like watch it together. I think we just just gotta make the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the subject of always time, right? And uh, and on that, we're at our hours. So I definitely want to thank you, ladies, so much. And of course, we want to give you the opportunity. Let everybody know where they can find you, what y'all have upcoming, uh, and any up to date news y'all want to share. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you can find us at Purgatory Candle Co. on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all, all the places. Um, that's where we're at. Um, we 
are dropping our pre-orders. I'm not sure when this episode, when you'll be done editing it, but I think by the time you're done editing, our Barbarian Candle should be out already. Um, So... Yeah, and then after that, we do something new every month. Um, So keep an eye out for any new um, exciting things that we're dropping. No no spoilers from our end. (laughs) We can respect it. (laughs) (laughs) We like to surprise everyone, you know? (laughs) Oh, no, y'all do a great job of it, definitely. And I'll say, like, I gasped on the Killer Clown collection. I was like, Definitely keep up the amazing job. Uh, And thank you both again, Jasmine Leslie of Purgatory Candle Company. It was such a great time. Thank y'all. Thank you, guys. Absolute honor. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that episode was lit. Uh, get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it was fire. It was fire. <laughs> no, but totally. And like you know, Leah said it earlier before the show started. You know, really is that we were fangirling and stuff. Like these these ladies are a big fucking deal. All yeah. right, they are badass chingona motherfuckers, mm-hmm. business. You know, hefas. You know, and the fact that they even took the time to talk with us is. You know, you know yeah. amazing. Just like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we may have begged just to scoach. Just to scoach. Just to scoach. <laughs> but hearing their paranormal experiences in the fucking where they make these make, candles. Yeah. I mean, how amazing is that? Like, we're going to make horror movie candles in, in a haunted location. Like, I feel like you could charge more now. <laughs> Here's a fucking haunted candle. <laughs> Based off your favorite horror movie. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's perfect. And like, seriously, you guys, if you haven't already like looked them up and checked them out, or if you're not already following them, please do it. Like the quality of their work is amazing. Like they are no fucking joke. They're putting out awesome stuff. Um, And yeah, it was just really cool. And they had some really cool stories and views on the paranormal and all things spiritual. So it was just cool. Yeah. And, and like Leah was just talking about the quality, like, man, there are some candles that we've bought from them that have been around for a while because we don't want to burn them. We don't want to burn them. Like, they're fucking They're art. beautiful. They are art. I still have my Love Witch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I got you that one for Valentine's like I know. two years ago. So. I know. And it's still there. <laughs> I refuse to burn it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but even after talking to such amazing women that we truly admire and respect, we got to cleanse it. Let's do.
(laughs) (laughs) Again, as always, thanks so much, everybody, for hanging out with us. We hope to see you next time. Oh, yeah. Peyush. I'm Bethany. And I'm Leah. And we're signing off with two besitos. From these putitos. Come on, baby, light my fire. (laughs) (laughs) You dork (laughs) (laughs) up.